This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Tony Richards here, your executive coach and business coach, and I want to welcome you to today's program. I'll be right back on Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. back to better than before i'm tony richards your host you know family is very important it provides the foundation for an extraordinary life there are so many ways today that we can connect with other people socially we have social networks we have in-person networks we have all this technology that's helping us stay connected and sometimes believe it or not miraculously, we lose connection with those people that are closest to us. We get seduced trying to be the very best at what we do, and we forget about our family connections, and we forget about our relationships that we have that are human connections. And a human moment is an authentic moment when two people have a face-to-face, being present with each other, and authentic communication and conversation. That's what a human moment is. And we've got so much texting going on now. We've got so much cell phone connection, so much social media. I don't want to sound like an old fogey that's down on those things. I mean, if you know me at all, you know that I have large networks of people connected by all of those platforms I just mentioned. And at the same time, We have to have the superior feeling of well-being that we can only get by having human moments with other people that are close to us. 
in this new field of psychology called positive psychology. This is the field that studies happy, successful, and fully functioning people. And I really enjoy studying material from this psychological field of study. And one trait of these people that are very, very happy is that they have a strong family and they have a strong community. And community is not the town they live in, but it's the group of people they have chosen to surround themselves with. So they have those two groups. They have their family by blood, and then they have their family by connection and surrounding community, right? And I think so many times we get stuck into a mode of thinking called either or rather than being on an elite level of thinking, which is both and. And the either or thinking mindset will convince you that you can't have both, that you have to have one or the other. You can either have success or you can have a close family and close friends. But the truth is, you can enter into having a both and mentality. You can have both a successful career and a very close and meaningful family and community of relationships. You can have both and, not either or. And let's talk about some strategies to do that. So first strategy I'll share with you is that you want to spend some quality time and quantity of time with the people that you care about. 25 years ago, I wish someone would have told me that the enduring meaning of life would be shaping my children's values, not in my professional success. That's the rabbi Harold Kushner that said that. And I think essentially what he's saying is we take the people who love the most for granted until we either lose them or we lose connection with them or something bad happens. If your children grew up according to early indications, we would have nothing but geniuses. And that's Gertrude that said that. So as we go through life, we pick up bad beliefs and wrong assumptions and we get battered on by the storms of life and we start to shut down and we begin to lose that genius that we had when we were very, very young. And I think the trick is to reconnect with that genius that we've always had and connect with that genius in our children and in our family and in those closest to us in our inner circle. I've always heard it said that the family who plays together stays together because Chip and Dan Heath wrote a book last year called The Power of Moments. And really what the central idea of that book is, is that life is a series of moments. And you need to schedule in times in your life to spend time together, having moments together, either you know reading together, having discussions together. Again, this is going to make me sound like an old fogey, and I, I don't want to sound like that, but it just seems like to me. I was teaching a class yesterday to one of my clients' groups of managers, and I was teaching about connection and communication. And I just made the comment that, when I was growing up, and I know it happened when my parents were growing up, families communicated and talked more, primarily around the dinner table, around the fireplace, 
and around either the radio or television because that was the most advanced technology and parents limited the amount of that technology that you could consume. There's only so much television that they would allow you to have. Then the television that you did have was shared and then a lot of times discussed, maybe at breakfast the next morning or maybe at dinner. But there were topics that were brought up and you learned social graces and communication skills around the family table right and i'm just not sure that we do that as much anymore because it seems like we're in a real big hurry there's so many more options there's so many more things to do there are so many more places to go the options are so many and varied that we lose some of that just simple time together that we could bring into our family lives or maybe adventure doing interesting things together Human beings crave novelty and they hate boredom. So we got to work hard to freshen things up and we don't need to let ourselves get into a place where we're trying to get technology to be the catalyst of keeping us from being bored. We can engage our own creativity and try to figure out some ways in one-on-one human moments to alleviate that boredom from each other. Strategy number two is you need to be yourself more. Often some of our greatest regrets are the people that we didn't give ourselves to or maybe the words that we didn't speak. And you just never can be open enough with your family members. You might be feeling silly for a moment if you venture into an uncomfortable territory Or if you don't, you might feel regret for a lifetime that you never quite did or said what you wanted to say. And you allowed a little bit of uncomfortableness keep you from doing that. At the end of our lives, one of the most important things will be how we did with our family. Did we lift them up? Did we tear them down? Strategy number three, never stop improving your family culture. You know, we talk a lot of business on this podcast and we talk a lot about business and organizational culture, but families have culture also. Every group of people has a culture that is shared behaviors, values, thoughts, feelings that are between them. They're connected by these things and we call it collectively a culture. What you focus on will grow and what you spend your time on will improve because the things you focus on get better. 80% of our results come from 20% of the things we do. So if we're always improving it, we're always spending time on it, we're always focusing on it, we're gonna have a better family culture than if we don't spend any time on it, we don't focus on it, we don't work on it. So let's say you had a family meeting once a week Let's say you just talked about, you know, what does our family believe in? What does our family stand for? What would our family's mission be? And I know I'm sounding like a organizational consultant and coach because that's what I do. But I'm saying that you can apply these same principles that I use with my CEO, president, business owner, leaders. You can use these same principles and apply them to your family. Matthew 16, 26 in the Bible says, for even if you were to gain all the wealth and all the power of the world with everything it could offer you at the cost of your own life, what good would that be? And what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? 
So in other words, what's the point of being successful and losing everything? So you don't want to be reactive with your family. You want to be proactive. Failure is a few daily acts of neglect that leads to large collapse. Success is a few daily acts of focus that can lead to large success. Strategy number four, your children will become more like you than you can ever imagine. Here's a question that I always like to ask. Do you ever see things in your kids that maybe you wish you didn't see? Well, sure. You know why? Because they look like you. You can see yourself in them because they've picked up thoughts and feelings and ideas and opinions and behaviors because they've been observing you and they've picked them up. I remember being a very small child. I don't know. I must have been four or five years old and my dad took me to work one day and there were all these men standing around and it was in the dead of winter. We were just standing around and everybody had these coveralls on because they were trying to keep warm this group of men who were about to do some work and I'm standing there in my little coveralls about four or five years old and all of a sudden I just looked at the other guys and I'm like it's colder than hell out here isn't it and my dad looked at me with this shocked look on his face and and it's just like you shouldn't say that and in my mind I remember thinking just as clear as day why shouldn't I say it I've heard you say it So if you want to see change in your kids, you need to be the change you want to see. Because if you lead by example and actively develop them, you will begin to see that in them. Because right now, as I started this particular strategy, I said, do you ever see some things you wish you didn't see? Well, it's easier to affect that if it never happens, right? If only you transmit and transfer good things. John D. Rockefeller One of the best books I've ever read called Titan, which is the story of John Rockefeller's life, gave examples where over dinner, they each had to report in and have a budget and they had to have an accounting of every penny they had and how they spent it. And then John D. Rockefeller would have dinner guests over and his kids would get to ask questions of the guests that he brought in for dinner. So that's just a couple of tactics that one of the richest men ever in the world employed with his kids because he's teaching them. And here's the thing. You only got a small window of opportunity with them. They're never going to be the age they are now again. Once that window of opportunity is closed, you can't get it open again. So the way that you start, it affects the way you're going to end up. And then finally, the fifth strategy I'll share with you on family is develop some family rituals And when you do those rituals on a consistent basis, you're going to get profound results. It's like anything else. If you exercise three times a week, you exercise four times a week, you exercise five times a week, you have to find that flow of that ritual that works best for you. You're going to get corresponding results. And I saw this on Facebook the other day, and I've kind of been bashing social media a little bit, but I'm just saying, do not lose your human connections at the expense of social media. Make sure you do both. But I saw this the other day. I thought it was really good. And it said, we spend so much time trying to give our kids things we didn't have growing up that we forget to give them what we did have. 
Stand by. I've got five quotes to inspire you for your week coming up next on Better Than Before. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and these are five quotes that will help inspire you to have a great week this week. Number one, self-esteem is the reputation you have with yourself. You always know the truth about yourself. Naval Ravikant. Number two, books are the carriers of civilization. Without books, history is silent, literature is dumb, and science is crippled. Thought and speculation are at a standstill. Without books, the development of civilization would have been impossible. Barbara Tuchman. Number three, if you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. If you have constructive feedback you want to give me, I want it. But if you're in the cheap seats, not putting yourself on the line and just talking about how I can do better, I am no way interested in your feedback. Brene Brown. We all need to take that advice. Number four, initially the films we put together, they're a mess. It's like everything else in life. The first time you do something, it's a mess. Sometimes it's labeled a failure, but that's not even the right word to use. It's just like you get the first one out, you learn from it. And the only failure is if you don't learn from it, if you don't progress, Ed Catmull, CEO of Pixar Pictures. Number five, instead of asking how many tasks you can tackle given your working hours, ask how many you can ditch given what you must do to excel to elite performance. Morton Hansen. There's five great quotes to help inspire you to have a great week. That's our show today. You can follow me on my Twitter feed at Tony Richards Four. Special thanks as always to our producer, Tessa Hall, and I hope your 2022 is off to a roaring good start. Till we visit next week on the Better Than Before program, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.